All right, and welcome into episode eight of Are You Serious? I am meteorologist Andrew Dockery. And I'm Jamie Arnold, chief meteorologist here at WMBF News, and we have a a guest. First time guest. Yes, we're uh, breaking the mold today. Oh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, meteorologist Robert Whitehurst is here. Robert, welcome to Thank Are You, you Serious? What do you think of like the uh, the set here? It's, uh, like the ambiance going <laughs> yeah, on over here. Mood lighting. Mood lighting. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's we good. need we need the jazz music that you provide for the well, weather. Right. Jazz. <laughs> there we go. Smooth jazz. Feel like a radio DJ here. Uh, I do want to say, what do we tell people? We're not canceled yet. Not canceled yet. Remember this that is, one. Uh, this is episode eight. Still haven't been canceled. Like, right. subscribe. with the first guest here, you never know. Yeah, yeah. with the first guest, yeah, it's anything's, all going downhill. Yeah, anything's possible now. Like, share, subscribe, download, retweet, uh, read. <laughs> Whatever you do with uh, with podcasts, yeah. Comment. I don't yeah. know. Rate. 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 We still is need the, the rates. Big one. Yeah, still need. Apparently, the rates. we're still not five star yet. Yeah. So we need to get to that. Um, all right, Robert. We're just going to get straight into it before we get back into some of the viewer questions. For people who may not know, tell us a little bit about Robert Whitehurst. You know, I just realized <laughs> just a few months ago. We need ten, a book. Ten years here. Ten years. This summer. Yeah. Really. Wow. Ten years. Summer 2013. Wow. Ten Time years. Flies. And we often joke uh, when we see old pictures or videos of ourselves how much we have aged. Ten years you going were, on thirty years. Yeah, you were aging. basically a baby when you started. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. And Do you now, remember the promo we ran? It was the same Robert. Yeah, from yeah just told him to keep it going. I don't. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't need the new me. Let's yeah. go with the old. Yeah, just me. keep the old Robert. Right. <laughs> it is funny though. You can look back, and it's only yeah, just it's, a few years yeah, difference. It's, but it's hard to see yourself, especially after the hurricanes and. A couple of babies. A couple kids. A couple, couple of kids, kids will do it. Yeah. You'll start to age a little couple faster. Kids, couple of hurricanes. Yeah. Yep, yep. That puts Taking on notes the... Taking Yeah, we right? Speak. Yeah, yeah your, your turn's coming. <laughs> yeah, your turn's coming. I, I, I've got yeah. to feel it, yep. for sure. Yep. Uh, but for people that may not know, 10 years you've been here. What do you enjoy doing when you're not working, obviously, other than taking care of two little ones? Oh, yeah. Well, that's been a lot of fun, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It completely, <laughs> completely changes what you do in your free time. I yeah. mean, most of my time is spent with them, but I love it. Yep. There were a lot of time at the aquarium, going to Broadway. They love to go out to eat. I don't know if Sneaky Beagle around here. Love she it. calls love it the it. Puppy Food House. Nice. Because there is a dog on <laughs> yep. the logo. So yep. we're a lot of time spent at the Puppy Food House. <laughs> puppy Food House. Yeah, I love that. But in an area like this, name. you know, we just love to get outdoors. Yeah. Join the weather now before it becomes 100 degrees in a couple yeah. months. You're a, you're a big car guy. Yeah. A big numbers guy. Electronics. Mm-hmm. Big electronics. Tech guru. Low tech, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, you have your little gadgets. You have your coffee mug warmer that sits in the studio, yes. which I love. It's a little extra. <laughs> it I've is a little extra. I've almost used it. I'm like, yeah. I don't, but then yeah. he has the app, so it wouldn't work right. for me. Right, yeah. I mean, if... <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 nice. It's a little much. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, can, you know you can go on there. You can set your perfect coffee yeah, temperature. Perfect. If right. you want your coffee right. at one hundred and thirty-two point <laughs> five degrees, that is the cup for you. Yep. Oh, let me. And this you. is why Robert is our um, numbers guy <laughs> and our tech guy. You're exactly so. Yeah. If it wasn't for Robert, we would be running on outdated technology. Yes. Yes. And our computers would probably already crashed. Yeah. Anytime well, I have a problem, I'm like, Robert, I have no yeah. idea what is going on. No, oh, it's funny. The first, I think, year I was here, I was like, let me go in and do some Windows updates. Right. You know, let's get these things. It's like, you have 150 pending Windows updates. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what we missed. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. that's funny. We had an episode where we were talking about the backstory WMBF News. Mm-hmm. We were talking about some of our favorite stories and moments. Is there one for you that sticks out that you're like, oh, I remember this to this day? There was, there's been a couple. There's, right. there's been a lot. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Hurricane Matthew is a big one. Yeah. But you know, the one, it was a small event, 
but it was a big event for where we were live. Mm -hmm. We were covering an ice storm yes. in my typical spot. Yep. I think we were along Interstate <laughs> 95 in Dillon yep. County, and we were about to go on live. Yeah. And it was, I think it was morning show, probably 6 a.m. And we hear a, a crack. <laughs> what is that? And it's a tree falling <laughs> on the power lines, probably 50 yards down the road from us. And I'm uh, in my opinion, like, all right, stand by. It comes down on the power lines, and they start bouncing above us, and we sprint. <laughs> the photographer and I, we run across the parking lot, and the producers at home or here at the studio didn't know what was going on. They're like, um, are y'all good you for your live shot? No, no, we're not good for our live shot. And it, we just stood there and waited because we, we didn't think about it parking right. underneath the power lines at yeah. the time. Now we're like, maybe not Probably the not, best yeah. idea in an ice storm to park underneath the power lines, yeah. but that was one of the scarier experiences yeah. here. You just hear the crack. You're like, what Do you remember what be? year that was? Oh, uh, probably that been the, uh, 15, 14, maybe. The uh, winter of 13, 14 when we had the two, mm -hmm. two big winter storms. Yeah. Big yeah. ice storm. My favorite Robert uh -oh. memory, and it's a video I still love to watch when I come across <laughs> it, is you and I in front of the studio uh, on the back half of Matthew. Um, mm -hmm. We had been in the studio all day long covering Matthew. And as weather geeks, you want to be outside. Just you want to see yeah. it. So there's the back half of Matthew came in. And if locals will remember this, uh, the front half of Matthew was all the wind and the surge. The back half was all wind. Mm -hmm. uh, and we convinced the managers and the powers to be to let us do live shots in front of the building just so that we could be out in those yeah. 70, 75 mile per hour gusts. And that was just a, a really fun time to see us out there getting kind of battered around by the wind. And I remember the smell. The smell. The pine. You, you the fresh smell pine. The pine. Yeah, the fresh pine. The air was full of pine. On the yeah. back side of the storm. Yeah. And, just, and even here where there's no big trees, there were just leaves and mm -hmm. pine needles in the air just blowing across and it was just a it was a fun time and that's been the most wind damage that we've seen since i've yeah. been here yeah for a storm. that's the biggest uh, biggest wind hurricane that mm -hmm. we've had i know at least in my time here and your time here yeah mm, well yeah. That's, that's i'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of where we're going to transition there were so many people who liked last episode yeah they said it was very authentic and their favorite one yet, which was awesome. I was very happy to hear I that. I was worried about it because we got a little well, really nerdy. We got a little nerdy <laughs> and a little techie in last episode and a little deep on that. So uh, I thought people um, might turn it off. I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, we had Jim Cantori yep. tweet and said that he enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, we even had, had Josh, Josh Morgerman, iCycle. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Gave us a little shout out and appreciated the, the chat that we had about him. So Yeah. Uh, so... That led to some viewer questions, yep. and this is going to be for all of us, because our answers may vary, which we appreciate the viewer questions. The first one came from Mark, and I thought this was interesting, and I'd love to hear your all's opinion. Why do others broadcast the cone of uncertainty? Isn't the forecast term like that now improper because the forecasts are improving? Why do you all at WMBF News not use it at all? I don't think there's a right answer or a wrong answer to that. So and I actually responded to his question because he messaged us on Facebook. And I was like, well, because honestly, it's kind of a mouthful. Yeah. You right. know. Um, but then it also made me think about it. Is cone of uncertainty like a good term? Because it sort of says, okay, well, it's going to be kind of in here. Mm -hmm. Or is it a bad term as in, well, it's not really that accurate. Yeah. I don't know. Could go, I feel like it could go either way as far as interpreting it. Yeah, it's tough for the public. Yeah, yeah that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and a lot of our job is to take these more technical terms from the Storm Prediction Center yeah. and Hurricane Center and try to make it a little easier to right. digest yeah. on mm -hmm. air when we're putting this information out. So, yeah. so I the think cone we, is always a tough one. 
I know y'all talked about it mm-hmm. a lot last yeah. week. Yeah. We can yeah. talk about it for another. Yeah, we can do another three episodes <laughs> just on the cone. Yeah, but the, but the cone of uncertainty. I mean, that's what it is. Right. It, it's an area of uncertainty for mm-hmm. the forecast. Yeah. But is there an easier way for us to right describe that? Yeah. On air, yeah, yeah, and I've been thinking. I've been trying to think back of how I say it on air. I think I say cone. I think I, the I think I say track. cone or the latest track. Yeah, right. You know, the latest cone, the latest track. Yeah. So. and I mean, I, I do think too because the cone of uncertainty wasn't a term that wasn't adopted strictly for the National Arcade Center. Yeah, statistics use the cone of uncertainty yeah. on graphs. So, right. I feel like statistically speaking, it is accurate. But also for us, we don't use it just because it is a mouthful. Yeah, that's kind of my answer. Yeah. I mean, if I kept saying that over again, right, it'd be tongue twisted. Yeah, exactly. Also, too, you're exactly. trying to shorten Short, yeah. three and a half again. minute forecast, and you got to figure right, out what right, to cut. Right, and those words are it. Um, Mark, good question. I, I really think we were talking about the accuracy of that too, and the forecast just over the past ten years about mm-hmm. how that cone continues to shrink, and it's amazing what they do. Which brings us to Sally's question. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Um. For each of us, where do you all see the future of forecasts for tropical storms and hurricanes going in the next few years? I mean, I think we're going to see the cone continuing to narrow, but I think we're also going to be eventually getting to a point where we're about as narrow as we can get. Yeah. You know? Things always improve fast at yeah. first, and then when you start, and you think about percentages, mm-hmm. yeah. if it's large, 50% is a big jump, but then right. 50% of that smaller portion is smaller, yeah. and so you end up... You might be in continuing to have a 50% right. improvement, but that 50% but is yeah. a much smaller right. number. Just, right. And I think an area that still needs – we are improving a lot on yeah. the track forecast, mm-hmm. but intensity forecasts are it's still – they've kind of held steady with yeah. maybe some improvement. There's just so many different processes yeah. for a hurricane to strengthen or weaken. That, yeah. That's where a lot of improvement, hopefully, yeah. will come. I mean, yeah. we've certainly you've seen it if you followed hurricanes right. that – National Hurricane Center says it a lot. Like the tracks were pretty, pretty good, good here. Pretty good. But is it going to rapidly strengthen? Yeah. Is there going to be some sneaky wind shear of the atmosphere that may yeah. weaken the storm? And that kind of stuff just isn't picked up yet. Yeah. And as, I don't think people understand as big and as powerful as hurricanes are, they're also really fragile. You know, mm-hmm. a small amount of wind shear, small amount of dry air, small processes within the hurricane itself can really lead to huge fluctuations in intensity either up or down i've heard it too a lot and and i don't know if it's maybe just from the outside in perspective when you're not used to hurricanes oh you know forecasting hurricanes could be it's got to be easy they give you everything you need right Right. the track and then you just relay the information when it's not the case at all i can't tell you the amount of times where us three even matt we've been in a um a group text and saying okay like this model ramps it up to this many millibars or drops it to where it's a category while this one shows weakening, and yeah. that's the trick. It's kind of like snow in the mountains. Mm-hmm. They all show snow, mm-hmm. but which one shows, you know, those deformation yeah. bands or the yeah. big big amounts? So I don't know. It's tough. One thing I appreciate about Robert, it's not my <laughs> it's not my favorite Robert moment, but <laughs> when I first came to Kentucky, I knew nothing, nothing about true hurricane forecasting. Mm-hmm. And we spent the first year together maybe – on that shift yeah. where I was working middays, you were working evenings, 
this man coming from Florida State, I yeah. was like, what is all of yeah. this stuff? It's just one of those things you have to get experience yeah. with it. Yeah. To get a good handle. Mm-hmm. Especially an area like this, not even hurricanes, but just the sea breeze. Just, yeah, just if you're kind of dealt with something like that, yeah. it just, <laughs> yep. Talk about yep. throwing a forecast right. off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. the first sea breeze or sea fog forecast, and I busted something by 10 degrees, and I was like, yeah. yo, I am sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sea fog, like, oh, it it'll happen. It'll happen. Yep. It happens yep. for sure. Uh, so we appreciate those questions. We always tell people, I guess, on the debut on YouTube, you can ask more questions. Yep. Um, you can send them messages. But I want to focus on the local storm impact. Um, you tell this to every hurricane talk you go to. How much are we overdue for a big one? Uh, running on 70 years now, overdue for a big one here in Horry County. Um, on average, if you look at statistics for Horry County, we should be getting a Category 3 or Category 4 hurricane about once every 30 to 35 years. Mm. That's landfall in Horry County. If you go back, the last one that we had to make landfall in Horry County was Hazel in 1954. Uh, so we're, you know, every year that goes by that we don't get a three or four puts us one year closer to when we're going to get that three or four. So yeah, we always we always feel like wait for the big one. We prepare yeah. for the big one. But what we wanted to bring Robert on for is it doesn't always take a big one to cause the impact. So we've yeah. seen that. You two mm-hmm. have seen that the most. Yeah. With I think of Matthew, I think of Ian, I think of Isaias. Mm-hmm. Just for perspective, for maybe people that don't even remember, let's just walk through some of those storms, okay. some of the similarities, some of the differences. Hurricane Matthew, I was not here. Yep, I remember seeing the photos. You're all like our storm surge expert. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you've gotten to where you start to know some of the trouble spots. Mm-hmm. As far as Hurricane Matthew goes, leading up to it and the forecast and how it verified, how did everything play out? The, that was an interesting story. That was, <laughs> right, right. That was a fun storm to forecast. I'm going to sit back. So yeah, that, that, one, yeah. that one came up the, the east coast of Florida yep. and eventually came in to, I believe it made George, land, Georgetown, Georgetown landfall yep. there. Yep. Uh, some of the early forecasts had it staying farther offshore. Some forecasts had it looping offshore. Yeah. There was some crazy was, things going about, on early there. There was about 24 hours there where the track brought it up Florida sort of uh, maybe 50, 100 miles east of the Grand Strand and then bent back south, mm. back towards Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a kind of a crazy day or two. Like, is it going to go back to Florida for a second hit? Is it going to loop right. completely back around? Um, obviously, that wasn't the final outcome. But, yeah, that was kind of a weird two or three days there where those those models and the track were all over the place. And that track coming up that way just mm-hmm. really funnels the water in here. You think about the Grand Strand, the way it's shaped. Yes. A little half crescent. Yep. And it just focuses all that water in here. Yeah. And I'll remember with that storm, we so the observation data here for the ocean is at Spring Maid Pier. Mm-hmm. And we were watching that data, and it the winds went zero. Yeah. Like, is the, is the center of the storm yeah. moving over? That's What's weird. Happening? Yeah. And then we started getting photos in. Yeah. Oh, no, that station was in the ocean. It was in the ocean, yeah. It, as we lost that pier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that's when we lost our... Um, title data too yep coming in from there yeah and we ended up being without it for a good year i think it was, it was about a year while. before we could mm-hmm. get data back from Springmate after that um and the other weird thing and this is probably something maybe we should have touched on in the last episode but the weird thing about hurricanes here especially with tracks like matthew and ian and isaias is uh, in so many instances you know our coast runs mm-hmm. southwest to northeast so many of our hurricanes parallel the coast Mm -hmm. sort of in that general track you know it's a lot easier to forecast where a hurricane's going to go if it's hitting like this if it's doing like this 
one wobble is all it takes to mm-hmm. kind of bring it on shore, which is kind of what Matthew did um, and kind of what uh, even Ian did a little mm-hmm. bit. Matthew mm-hmm. sort of wobbled into Georgetown, literally came up 17 and actually sort of wobbled back over the ocean uh, east of Wilmington. And it was literally just that wobble that gave us that uh, direct landfall. I don't think the forecast track had it initially making landfall here. There wasn't a landfall in the forecast until the morning of. That's what I didn't think yeah. so. Yeah, the morning mm-hmm. of, of was the was the first time that Matthew was shown as officially landfalling in South Carolina. Mm. And by that point, we were 12 hours out. At that point, it's go time. Yeah. What were the winds like on the right side of Matthew as it was making landfall? Uh, on the front side, nothing too out of the ordinary. No. We were gusting maybe 50. I think we had a gust or two to 60 out on the beaches. Um, and then everybody talks about the weird thing with Matthew was the front half was all the rain. Insane rain. Um, mm-hmm. First time Myrtle Beach ever had a flash flood emergency. Mm. Uh, I mean, we were just raining at insane rates. I remember looking at the sky cam and just water as yeah. far as you could see here. Um, I came over, very brief sort of a lull, and then the models had been showing about 24 hours before that there was going to be a blast of very strong wind on the backside of Matthew. and. We kind of made note of it, and we even sort of mentioned it possibly happening on the air, but I don't think we were really convinced that that was going to happen because it's a little uh, unusual, especially mm-hmm. for hurricanes mm-hmm. here. You get most of your wind kind of on that front side, that northeast wind. Um, but sure enough, the eye passed by, and we started seeing reports. The wind actually started first in the PD, so places like Florence and yep. Bennettsville were gusting to 70 miles per hour, and sure enough, it hit like a wall, like northwest winds. No rain, but a northwest wind gusting to hurricane force. Yeah. Basically in the entire area. Mm. Yeah. That's tough. Um, Matthew to Isaias. What are similarities that you all saw? Anything in particular? It's the storm it just kind of blurs for me. I don't What's know why. What's crazy, yeah. though, is when I look back at the surge data, I'm like, I'm with you. I remember yeah. more about Dorian than Isaias. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. storms stick out. Isaias is weird. I, one, I think we all just want to forget it because we had to say Isaias <laughs> for, right. for a week and a half <laughs> saying that stupid name. Um, but it's a back weird on the one. list too. It was a weird one. It was a weird, another just kind of strange storm that. Are we going to get anything from it? Are we not? Is it going to be close? Is it not going to be close? It was one of those that was so focused if you were inland of the waterway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not really a big deal. You didn't get anything. Yeah, You got some wind and rain. Yeah, But if you were right along the beach, I remember being out in Spring Made Live Mm -hmm. and just seeing some of the flooding down Mm -hmm. there. And I was like, this is pretty impressive for a storm that when we were forecasting, I was like, okay, this is going to yeah. pass. And it's really that 50 mile wiggle room that mm-hmm. you were talking about that makes all the difference. Yep. And, and we saw with Ian. So I'm glad you said that about ESAS because yeah, I, and ESAS came in, especially for the North strand, just behind Matthew at the time, surge. at the time, at the time. Yeah. Right. And the North up. Strand, because uh, East IS was really bad up in the Cherry Grove area. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I was up there the next day. I mean, all the piers. We had and Zach canals, and Gabe up there. Yeah, I it, was really, it was nasty. I think the recording site there is at the Swing Bridge yes. in North Myrtle. Yep. Mm. Yep. And came in. So kind of in the waterway a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a weird one. It is weird. When it comes to storm surge, and this is a question for me and for the viewers, I guess. 
what's improved or hasn't improved or what do we still have to improve when it comes to localized storm surge forecast? Hmm. Why can we be better? I think the improvement now is that we've seen it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we start to see, okay, when we hit 10 feet at spring May, what areas are starting to flood? But those first couple events, and we've had so many historic events here in the last Mm -hmm. 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough to know. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to see what? Because mm-hmm. that hasn't happened. I mean, mm-hmm. we can model it all we want, mm-hmm. but until it actually happens. And so that's why a lot of times you'll see the National Weather Service goes out afterwards. And they'll take boats on these flooded yeah. rivers to see, okay, yeah. let's find out what areas are flooding at this level. Right. And if you ever look at a river forecast at the bottom, it'll say at 12 feet, mm-hmm. this road and this road, yeah. we'll start to see water. Some homes along that. this road. Yeah. And they're getting that from previous events mm-hmm. but when we're hitting these new levels yeah, on the walk on the waterway yeah. yeah and so i think now we're starting to get a better idea yeah of what levels mean what for different yeah. areas around here and hopefully and, and we don't go above those and that's actually again. kind of a good thing because we we saw matthew i don't remember what the number was the for storm surge for matthew but we saw what the storm surge for matthew did then we saw the kind of the high water that came with isaias so then as we went into Ian and even some of the other storms with uh, Dorian, you have a baseline that's sort of in your head. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. all right, we know when we hit X amount that we're going to have a have surge running up at the dunes. You get another foot, you're breaking through the dunes, you're flooding oh. Cherry Grove, you're, you know, flooding Garden City and Surfside. Um, so it does kind of, like I said, it's not a good thing, but mm-hmm. we now have a lot of points of reference. We had the level at 13.6 for Matthew on that graphic. I printed out a graphic because I couldn't remember. I come. Jamie makes fun of me, Robert, yeah. because I've come prepared with previous graphics. I'll tell you what helped with Ian is I remember that morning, mm-hmm. I don't think it was forecast much higher than 9.8. No. I don't no. think we were expecting the third largest storm surge. Yeah, and, no, the, and, the, up. and the and it, it up. kept creeping. Yeah. And I remember... The three of us were all working at the same time. Robert was keeping an eye on the actual numbers, and this very graphic is that the graphic one that we right. showed on the air <laughs> yep. uh, over and over again, and we were literally updating it about every 10 minutes. To say, it just Here's kept where going we are. higher and yeah. higher. I, mean, we were, I think we are coming out of high tide, Yeah, yeah. and so we were yeah. hoping to see the numbers level off or drop yeah. a bit, but the surge was counteracting the, the falling tide, Yeah, and so those numbers just kept creeping up higher and yeah. higher. And we're lucky it didn't happen even an hour or two earlier. Yeah. yeah. Continuing into high tide, because those numbers would have been higher. Yeah. yeah. It was eleven thirty high tide in Myrtle, um, right around noon for Cherry Grove and Myrtle's Inlet. That was the first surge for me being here, where you saw impacts from the South Strand all the way all to the, the way, north. Yeah, it was the whole the whole. I, coast. Well, I didn't see that in Dorian or East yeah. AES, so um, I knew when Polly's Island was happening. Okay. Yeah, that it was it was coming up, and I, if you talk to people. It's sort of a 50-50 mix, but I still think it's interesting. Some people say that Ian's surge was worse than Matthew's, especially on the South Strand, which by the numbers, it, Ian still comes in a little below Matthew. Yeah. But by talking to people, because you and I were out there the next day, mm-hmm. and people were like, yeah, it was way worse than Matthew. And I think I think what happened, the interesting thing with Ian was, if you remember, like the three days before Ian, we had a big cold front that came through. And so we had big high pressure off in New England. We had Ian down to our south. The cold front came through, and for about three days, it was kind of cold, unusually chilly for late Mm -hmm. September. Like, we were stuck in the 50s -hmm. and cloudy, but we had a howling northeast wind. And 
that northeast wind blew for basically three days out over the ocean at 40 to 50 miles per hour um, and really started building up the wave heights out mm -hmm. there so that then finally as Ian sort of made that turn or cross Florida and started to come, you already had this tremendous amount of wave energy out there. So I think it was, I think the huge battering waves are what made a lot of the damage worse because the waves that we were seeing on Skycam without a doubt were bigger than Matthew. Oh yeah. Than Matthew. Especially yeah. on the pier. I remember on the those pier, shots. I mean, yeah. yeah to see them, the waves cresting over the ends of the piers. We did not see that with Matthew. And that's the thing yeah. with storm surge. It does not count waves. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't count no, waves. Yeah, the waves right. are on top of mm -hmm. these levels. Yeah. And so yeah. Like 10 or 15 foot waves on top of a 10 foot storm surge. Yeah. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. I know when we were talking or I talked to some people up in um, Merle's or down at Merle's the marsh walk was destroyed. I remember mm -hmm. it. Do y'all remember the, the ship that was, I guess, on to Goat Island or somewhere yeah, over? It's yeah. still out there. Yeah, still, yeah, still, I still hope out they there. keep yeah. it and just name it the, right? the Ian ship right. for that matter. Um, but then you go to Garden City, and what was crazy for me is the A, the amount of sand yep. that was in Garden City. It looked like a completely mm -hmm. different city. But then also underneath you know these houses that are on stilts mm -hmm. there were some i'm five foot seven mm -hmm. there were some we could walk to and touch the touch, roof yeah. of the bottom of these yeah. houses and a few really unlucky cars that were left yeah. in place and had sand up to about the handlebar the the doors mm -hmm. uh, mm. yeah do you remember the hotel that we went to and that we saw the um the pool was filled with sand yep but the surge was so bad that it got up to the second floor. Yeah, you could see where the waves had crashed onto the second floor. Mm. Uh, so yeah, and all from, all from a a one, mm -hmm. a one, a one. Yeah, man. Yep. Anything you all want to add to that? I mean, you, you know, those are the three. But you all remember way more than was, that. It was such a, and still is a crazy stretch. Hopefully, this is the year. It really started in fifteen, with. The at the time, which was called the flood of the century, mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. Joaquin, which was a hurricane offshore, kind of funneled moisture in. It never, I mean, it was always weird setup, weird setup, but it was Joaquin was always a couple hundred miles offshore, but the setup was funneling moisture in here. Um, and that was kind of the first big event that you and I covered together. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting basically here where the old weather center used to be, um, and seeing the numbers coming out of the models of 20, 25 inches of rain. <laughs> No. It's no so way. hard to believe stuff like no that. Way. I mean, models throw crazy things out. Yeah. That's why we still have jobs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. If we didn't, right. because they're yeah. too accurate. Models do crazy things yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And so you see in the throwing out historic numbers, you're like, okay, yeah. that's just the GFS being the GFS yeah. again. But then two days straight, it's showing these numbers. You're like, yeah. Okay. And then, the, and then the Euro's on board, and then all the models are on board, and it's day yeah. after day after day. And then you start to think, okay, well, maybe this is really going to happen, you know? Uh, so that was that was strange. So that was October of 2015. Literally a year and a day later was Matthew, October 8th, 2016. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people kind of forget Irma. Uh, yeah. Was Irma was 17, which was a really strange storm. Obviously a big storm for Florida. Yeah. Went up into Florida and actually curled back west in South Georgia, but we still had 60 mile per hour gusts here. And still had storm surge uh, that was yeah. probably worse than usual because uh, the dunes were still gone after Matthew. So we had storm surge flooding from that. So that was 17. 18 was, of course, Florence, um, which was nothing here as far as surge goes, but the historic flooding. 
18 Dorian? Yeah. Or did we take 18 off? No, 18 no, was 19 was Dorian. No, 18 was Florence. 19 was, was Dorian. Dorian. 20 was Isaias. We had a break in 21. 22 was in, and here we are in 23. So it's, it's been, been quite the stretch. It has been a long stretch, <laughs> yeah, which is why we look the way we do now. <laughs> this is why we look so bad. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been crazy. And hopefully we'll get a break this year. Hope so. Hopefully. And yeah. I think the thing is with the storm surge, a lot of these areas that have seen storm surge mm-hmm. with these recent storms are mm-hmm. kind of our typical areas. Like, it's yeah. not a huge surprise yeah. that you saw this these high numbers in Garden right. City. But you get some of these bigger storms in here. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a stout dune line here mm-hmm. in Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. the yeah. city itself. Yeah. And the elevation's a bit higher. Yeah. I think it's going to be a much bigger disaster in this area than people maybe even realize oh, yeah. when we get a bigger storm. Yeah. Because there's going to be these areas that, you know what, okay, well, I've seen these storms. Yeah. I haven't seen any flooding. Mm. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of spots that have never seen it before. Yeah. If we get a three or a four. That is a really good south. perspective that mm-hmm. I honestly never think about. Because you do have people mm-hmm. that I was finding Dorian. Mm-hmm. I was finding Isaias. I was finding Matthew or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. And when a big one does come. Yeah. And when you look at the peak storm surge maps here, especially for Horry County, they can get kind of scary. I mean, there's yeah. spots in Myrtle Beach where you could potentially have high water from storm surge up to the 17 bypass. Mm. Yeah, widespread. You know? Yeah, widespread. Widespread. Four and fives. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can even even uh, back depending on the right strength and the right track, you can back storm surge all the way up to Walkamall uh, into parts of Conway. So, you know, it's ugh, let's not do that. I'm, no. too, I'm too old for that. <laughs> we won't show yeah, that. I'm too, yeah, I'm too old for that. <laughs> yeah, but that's a worst case scenario. But it's a scenario, you know, that kind of. In the back of your mind, you have to you have to think about, which is, I think, why uh, one of the reasons they moved the EOC uh, mm-hmm. in Conway, Horry County EOC, they moved mm-hmm. it and strengthened it. It's Category 5 rated, but also kind of got it out of a flood-prone area, just in case we ever have to deal with that worst case. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think we've been close. If Hugo was yeah. 50 miles north. Yeah. If Hazel was 50 miles south. Yeah. Uh, if Had Florence not weakened in right. literally 50 miles, you know, um, it's, yeah, because it was forecast. What is a four just offshore? Four. There was about there was a good thirty six hours there where mm-hmm. where Florence was forecast to landfall. Here is a four. I, I'll never forget having to go straight on air. in. Yeah, I would never forget having to go on air and, and literally the icon, the hurricane icon with a four in the middle of it was on mm. top of Myrtle Beach, one hundred forty mile per hour winds, and that's you know that's that that got people's attention. They yeah. started listening then. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah, mm. I I do want to ask this because someone sort of asked it as a question and i wasn't sure how to phrase it we're just going to try it with social media nowadays Mm -hmm. especially the post models and just amateur meteorologists we can name it whatever we want what can we at wmbf news especially after what you've learned what we've talked about do better in future hurricane seasons what do you think? I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. Me too. I'm still thinking about it a lot after the last episode and after the, everything that I learned at the conference. Do we show less? Yeah. You know, do we show less? Do we literally keep it really simple? And if, you know, if the cone from the Hurricane Center is the most accurate, do we just kind of stick with that? Mm-hmm. Is that enough? Yeah. Spaghetti models to me mean less for the public mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. what maybe. 
I've put an emphasis on mm-hmm. in the past. I think they're good early. Yes. They're good early. To show yeah. the, the the amount of uncertainty. Well, we're a few, yeah. six, seven days out. Yeah. I think post, so the track goes to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Post that. Because a lot of times it's the uncertainty good. increases yeah. exponentially right. day six, seven. Yeah, you're talking yeah. thousand mile right. span. Yeah. And, you know, even, some, I guess, I think it's storm by storm. Yeah. Some storms are mm, more, co- more confident than others. Mm-hmm. Others, even the National Hurricane Center will say, the Euro's yeah. on the far right side of this track. Yeah. GFS is on the far left side of this yeah. track. For now, yeah. we're splitting the difference. Yep. And so at that point, okay, maybe we show right. this is the track, but mm-hmm. it's probably going to change within that cone. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, and like I said, I think that leads to, like you said, it is storm by storm and case by case. Um, but just making sure that we're explaining how it all works and really explaining the cone and where the uncertainty comes from with each individual storm. And if it's a storm that's going to impact us, then that's when we really get serious about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it looks like it's going to be a storm that we have to deal with in five or six or seven days, you know, let's stop focusing on where exactly that cone is and start focusing on what impacts. we could see. Mm-hmm. Impacts. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite things that the graphics that I think you made with the storm surge for local Merle's Inlet, or I yeah. don't know where you got that data, but that helps out a lot. I think more of that, mm-hmm. even with wind and mm-hmm. rain, is mm-hmm. going to be the future um, to kind of get people to understand it. There were so many people on the debut. I wish it would keep your comments on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. So many people on the debut last Thursday night that said, like, I didn't know that about the cone. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, you focus on the cone and they think that's where the worst is going to be when yeah. that is completely opposite. Yeah. Yep. So and I it could be different something. up here. I mean, a storm that's in Florida may be more centralized with that mm-hmm. core, oh, very yeah. strong winds. Mm-hmm. But as they come farther north, getting into the jet stream, the wind shear, mm-hmm. they begin to shear yeah. apart. So if we have a storm, a sheared storm, mm-hmm. so the wind shear is pushing a lot of the storms off to the east side. If it makes landfall in North Myrtle, it could be sunny here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all the activities. So it could yeah. still be a Category One shear mm-hmm. storm, yeah. and yeah. all the activities to our east. Yeah. So that's when the cone again is like yeah, it's. It, it, it makes it tough in there. It does. Exactly. And we always, it, our storms can be Hugo style. Mm-hmm. We have a big, powerful hurricane mm-hmm. coming in. It has your typical look. But then we can have these big sugared messes that yeah, come in here. Yeah, big messes. Yeah. And you don't see that as much to our south. Like yeah. The more they come farther north, the more they can they start, start to take on some different you start characteristics. Getting, you start getting dry air intrusion. Mm-hmm. You start getting more wind shear. As, as a hurricane comes out of the tropics, it's going to start feeling more and more impacts that would make it turn into not as neat yeah. of a hurricane right um but those are also the same things that increase the difficulty in the forecasting yeah. you know For and sure. hurricane matthew was that way the reason we yeah. had that strong burst of winds was the dry air which you wouldn't think yeah. of like oh the dry air is clearing all the rain out yeah. but that dry air can help to mix down it mix down those, those gusts. strong winds yeah. and it was that dry air filtering in behind yeah. matthew yeah and matthew kicked off fall it matthew, did matthew, yeah. literally, yeah. matthew literally changed the pattern we went from summer to fall. I remember covering the flooding from Matthew, uh, the aftermath, and it was cold. I was out there on the Waccamaw River, you know, in my jacket in the 40s. Yeah. It was, you know, it was it changed the pattern. And a lot of times those late-season mm-hmm. hurricanes can, can kind of do that. Even somewhat Ian did it. You know, it kind of snapped yeah. summers back. And after Ian, it was, it was, it was nice. It was beautiful. It was nice. Yeah. I did remember that. Yep. Uh, Robert, for more about Robert Whitehurst, where can people go to find you? 
I'm, I'm on Twitter, but I'm more of just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm looking. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. <laughs> Robert is amazing on Twitter. Um, he, I don't know who you follow or, or what or what your <laughs> algorithms are, but he gets the scoops and the breaking news and the details on everything, and it's wonderful. Say, oh man, there's so and so President Putin's doing it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very active on Twitter, just not tweeting right. much. I'm right. just always looking. Just looking. But looking, Facebook, creeping. Yeah. yeah, find me on Facebook. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm much more active on there. Yeah. And I will say, I got to give Robert, because I, I meant to say this at the beginning, Robert is truly um, one of the greatest forecasters I've ever met. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. Knows, you know your stuff, and Robert will pick out a pattern from like a week out. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff that I'm like too busy to even pay attention to. And Robert's like, oh, Sunday looks kind of good for severe weather. Sure enough. <laughs> Sure enough. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that too, but like very humble about it. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this business that yeah. are not. So <laughs> we yeah. appreciate that, Robert. Yeah. Thank you for being Thank our you. first yeah. guest. Thank you. Right. This was fun. Yeah. This was fun. This was our first guest. We weren't sure how it was going to work out, but <laughs> I think it worked out pretty good. Uh, next yeah. week we have the grilled cheese man himself. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. if you don't know the story behind that, well, uh, I'm sure we will fill you in on why he is Mr. Grilled Cheese, Matty B. Oh, can't wait for Bullock. Uh, Fratty Matty. Fratty Matty. <laughs> Fratty Matty. We're good. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of laughs next yeah. week. Uh, that does it for episode eight. Yeah. Episode eight. So um, do all the things that you're supposed to do <laughs> with the liking and subscribing and downloading yeah. and rating and, and, and whatever. Because as long as y'all are still enjoying this, we're just going to keep doing it. We'll it's figure like out something like to I talk this, about. This beat's working for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe one of these days, too, we could bring Robert back on to talk about his telescope because I'm still intrigued yeah. by that. Yeah. Yeah. In, in cars. In cars. I'll, just you know so. I'll like be out that day because... <laughs> If you want me to go to sleep and talk about cars, <laughs> I just so random like credit card points, whatever you right. want to know. Yeah, I credit card points, random knowledge yeah, to share. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be out that day, um, but Robert can be my guest. <laughs> can be the guest fill in. All right, are you serious? Some other conversation between you and us. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate it, y'all.